Okay, so we hear a lot of the time this statement, Christianity is not about religion. It's about a relationship with God. Mm. So what does that actually mean? What is religion? And then what is a relationship with God? Okay, so the Bible does talk about true religion. And I believe that's not what you're referring to because James in the book of James said, uh, you know, true religion is to do this and this. And he gives a particular, some particular things that true religion is about. Yeah. But when we hear that statement, I don't believe they're referring to that. I believe they were talking about religious, religiosity. Yeah. You know, um, religion is what killed Jesus. Wow. Mm. Wow. Because it was the Pharisees, yeah. the scribes and the Sadducees. The leaders of the church. Yeah. 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 Because they were Sadducees. <laughs> <laughs> and um, relationship with God is, is the reality of what we're called to be as believers, we have okay. as believers. So religion really kills that and kills um, the reality of who he is in our lives mm. and replaces it with something else. Wow. With an image so when moses went up into the mountain to seek the face of god for 40 days and 40 nights um aaron who was the priest at the time and the assistant to moses eventually led the people (laughs) to um (laughs) led the people to uh you know the to, to worship the golden calf yeah and they began to use this image and dance around this image mm. and gave their gold to be a part of the image. Wow. So religion <laughs> takes Jesus and the reality of God out of the picture and replaces it with something that looks like people wow. are worshipping, looks like people oh are, are serving God, yeah. but it's, it's just an image. Wow. So it's more concerned with the image. that's why in matthew chapter 6 jesus warned his people and said take heed be very careful that you do not give before men to be seen of them otherwise you have no reward Mm. Mm. he starts to warn them about the prayer life he's and and they're given life he says therefore when you do give do not sound the trumpet before before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues see that in the synagogues mm. he didn't say in in the world wow. yeah he wow. said in the synagogue and in the streets so he he's talking about people that are in church yeah quote unquote that are doing things for the image mm. you know like there's a term that's going around now you're doing up image or you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but then that's also done in the church yeah image life is also in church yeah <laughs> It's hashtag true. church image life <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> so you know if you look at certain religions there are certain things that brand them you know mm. by, right you know you can just tell this person is from this religion this person yeah because of maybe the way they dress the way they yeah. look the things they do yeah. but as christians we have no physical attire yeah or clothing that states you know that this is a fact that we are christians it's rather an inward thing yeah mm. so the first word in the whole bible was in Wow. In the beginning. Because God is concerned with what's what's inside. Wow. Yes, he does take note of what people think about the outward, which is also important. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, again, you've got people who are going to say, my miniskirt is now <laughs> <laughs> approved. <laughs> but he's more concerned with the heart. Yeah. Right, right. So religion is concerned with the outward, with a dead heart, no relationship. Wow. But relationship is more concerned with 
what's inside. Mm. So when Jesus spoke about the Pharisees, he said they are whitewashed tombs. Mm. In other words, they look polished on the outside, they're but dead. there's a dead body inside. Wow. Imagine a, a grave that looks so nice, flowers on the outside. What's inside the grave? Wow. A dead body. Mm-hmm. And, and so too, you've got people that know how to look like Christians and know how to look like they love God, but on the inside, there's no relationship. They're dead. Mm. Wow. So, so that's the difference between relationship and religion. Relationship is more connection to God inside. You have that relationship where you, you, you are really and truly connected to him. And I'm not just talking about you, you pray in tongues. I'm talking about you, you have a real relationship where you walk with God and you allow him to change you from the inside. And now we see the fruits of the spirit, mm. love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness, and all these ones against such there is no law. Wow. So okay. religion likes laws. Yeah. Relationship <laughs> likes being with God yeah. and, and changing and God working on you. And yeah. you yeah. see, because there are people who are very religious in their out, you know, they give the biggest offerings and they give the, the they, they, their hands are the highest in worship, <laughs> but then they don't talk to somebody who's sitting next to them. Wow. They got beef with them. Mm. There's no relationship with God. Mm. How can you say you love God if you don't love the person that you see, if you don't, you don't love God that you don't see, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you see. So it's the inward. Okay. You, yeah. you touched on, um, religions, uh, religion is very preoccupied with laws. Mm-hmm. And, um, if, if you ask someone ask you what religion you are, for example, mm-hmm. and you answer, they're going to judge you how faithful you are to that belief mm-hmm. based on your practices. Yeah. Cause it's very concerned with practices. And I want to ask, what are some of the practices that mm-hmm. we allow in church? So the religiosity in church that, restrict the relationship wow i'll just take you to a book in the bible the book of acts chapter 16 from verse 16 acts chapter 16 verse 16 it says and it came to pass as we went to prayer a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Mm. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace Onto the rulers and brought them into the magistrates, saying, These men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. And it went so on and so forth till eventually they were imprisoned. Mm. So, the verse 16, which is the first verse I read, says, It came to pass that when they went to prayer, yeah. a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination. Now, that word divination in Greek mm. is python which is P-Y-T-H-O-N, like Python in English. Mm. So the word Python is what it says when it says the spirit of divination. So in other words, a spirit of Python. Mm. Now, this spirit of Python is the religious spirit. Mm. Wow. If you look at what this spirit did, working through the damsel, working through the girl, it was following Paul, number Mm. one. So it looked like a godly person. Wow. It was saying good things and true things. Mm. So it was parallel with what was right. It was saying that these men are servants of the most high God, which they were. Mm-hmm. 
it was saying that they show us the way of salvation, which they did. Mm-hmm. So everything was said intact. But then Paul, being grieved in his spirit, turned to her after many days and said, all right, come out from the woman. Mm. He clocked on and said, this is not of God. Mm. Now, the spirit of Python. Python, a Python, is a snake. Because you know there are different types of snakes. Some snakes, they have a certain type of venom that when they release the venom, you know, they bite somebody and release the venom and the person can die within minutes. Mm. Right, right, right. But the Python doesn't have that. What the mm. python is, number one, it is a heat-seeking serpent. Wow. So when it looks, when you look through the wow. eyes of a python, which I've never done before, <laughs> but according to, you know, YouTube, <laughs> when you look through the eyes of a python, it sees heat. It recognizes heat. Mm. So let's say you had been running, you would become more red. You know, like the films? Yeah. <laughs> so you become more red. To other people, it can't see them, but because you're, you carry a lot of heat, it can see you. Yeah. So it targets you. Yes. So the religious spirit, which is the spirit of Python, targets people who are on fire. Oh. Wow. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> reload, 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 reload. Oh. Reload, reload. Oh. So the religious spirit, which is the Python spirit, looks for people who have heat, fire oh. for God, who are on mm. fire for God. And it targets them. Now, like I said, a Python doesn't have venom. So when it approaches its victim, it constricts the victim. It surrounds itself around the person and binds them wow. and gradually and slowly sucks the air from the person by its oh, constriction wow. till the person can't breathe, ch- chokes out and dies. Yeah. So the religious spirit aims to gradually and slowly take you into a, bind, a bounded place. Is that a word? <laughs> it, take, it aims to bind you such that you can't breathe. You've got no freedom to do what God is calling you to do. Wow. And it takes your air. Remember the breath of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And God yeah. breathed into man and man became a living soul. So it takes, it drains you of your anointing. It drains wow. you of the presence of God. And it just binds you to you can't move, to you can't do anything. Now, remember this. It says that it came to pass as we went to prayer. Wow. That this damsel who was possessed with the spirit of Python came to us. Yeah. Wow. So it knew that these people are going to pray. Mm. Wow. I must Bind them. So the, the the spirit of religion doesn't like prayer. Wow. Or real prayer, that is. Because yeah. you know, there's a type of prayer that it does like. Yeah. Which is the prayer that is seen by men. And you can read Matthew chapter 6. If you get time and just go through that, Pharisees. it will show you. The Pharisees that they like to be seen of men and mm. prayer and stuff like that. But then the real prayer, they don't like it. The spirit mm. of religion doesn't like it. When you're really connected to God. And it says that <laughs> they, they bought their masters much gain by soothsaying so it means that the religious spirit is more concerned with what it can get for itself than mm. what it can bring to god right. wow right. and eventually the people were in prison paul and silas mm. as a result so the religious spirit aims to imprison you wow so that your impact is not felt wow so it's a very very dangerous spirit and it's something that sometimes because you can't discern if you're not like apostle paul who by the spirit of god was grieved and discerned that this thing is not of God. Mm. If you're unable to discern that, you begin to become depressed and think that it's God. It's God that is stopping me from the... Meanwhile, it may not be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, so it takes a lot of wisdom and, and the spirit of God to let you know that this thing, even though it looks like God, is not God. Wow. Mm. Now, in alignment with the religious spirit discussion we just had, Ronnie and I have noticed 
a particular trend amongst young people. They could be old, but normally young people. And there's two kind of sets of people. The first set is one in which you have young people who are becoming more aware of their gift. However, they aren't able to operate and flow. They're being restricted. What would you say to such a person? I believe that in such a case, it's, it's, it's a very difficult first and foremost because sometimes people who are in that position, um, all they see is a genuine desire to want to express their gift. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so may not see the other parts of the picture. Um, the element of submission is an element within our kingdom. Mm. Yeah. Where God intentionally submits your gifting to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a world where people like independence. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Independent, throw your hands. <laughs> you know, it independence is admired. Mm. You yeah. see. But in our kingdom, God wants to train us. There is um the element of, you know, being soldiers. And in, in soldiers there are there are ranks. Yeah. 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 And so even the Lord that we serve, Jesus Christ, had to submit everything he had and would become to John the Baptist, yeah. who was, you know, somebody who had no miracles ever performed by him mm -hmm. or anything like that. But yet still, he said, baptize me so that I can fulfill all righteousness. So there's this image of Jesus being lowered into the water mm. by this man who would not have done even half the things that Jesus was yet to accomplish mm -hmm. and then bringing him back up. Mm -hmm. So that image represents sometimes what God is trying to do in these people who want mm -hmm. to express their gift, okay. which is that somebody will lower them ah. because the gifting can sometimes elevate them to a point where pride can enter them. Wow. wow. So God has to cause that gifting to be hmm, tried, mm. tested. Wow proved so he'll put a great anointing upon your life fold his arms and say now let me see how you express yourself when you're under somebody who is very stern wow. who's mm. very you know like a, carries a rod mm -hmm. yeah. and almost quote unquote oppresses you mm. yeah. let me see if you can still you know serve me wow and just waits wow and so you've got this great gift to do something but then you can't express it. Yeah. Will you still worship me? Wow. Moses was leading close to 3 million people, the Hebrews. And when he was leading them, he got to a place where, you know, he would be counseling the people one by one. So they would take time, speak to him. Next person. Imagine that with 3 million people, <laughs> you know, so the burden was great. And one day his father-in-law, who was not a prophet, an apostle or anything, came to visit him and said, Moses, I can see that, you know, uh, you're going to be worn out because there's too many people and you're, you're doing too much. Mm. You're doing the most. Moses." <laughs> so how about you get some people to help you, appoint them as leaders? Mm. And then Moses does what he's advised to do by deciding to appoint people to help him. 
Yeah. So that he doesn't get worn out. But if you think about the concept of what's happening here, here's a man who's encountered God for the burn in the burning bush experience and knows God at such a face to face. The Bible calls him a face to face friend of God. Mm. And he's being told by somebody who has no church members, if you can put it like that, <laughs> but yet is his father in law. And the guy says to him, Do this, and he does it. Wow. No wonder the Bible says Moses was the meekest man upon the face of the earth. Wow. But imagine this as you, you listening to me, imagine this as you, you've got 3 million people in your congregation. Your wife's father comes to you and says, I think you should do things like this. You say, do you know me? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen God's face. I mean, I've seen God face to face. I talked to him face to face. Yeah. I've seen his, his back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, and, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's able to submit all of that to somebody who has nothing, who's not on his level, quote unquote. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's why he was lifted and lifted. Wow. Humility. But today you got one small gift. You, you know, you can do some small thing and it's like the whole world must open up to your gifting. Yeah. Where's your fruit? Wow. Where's your submission? Where's your humility? So I, I rebuke you to help you, <laughs> you know? So your gift, the Bible says your gift will bring you before great men. So irrespective of whatever is suppressing you right now is for a season your gift will bring you before great men unless this verse is not true wow, wow. unless wow. god wow, didn't true. put this in the word of god wow. but it's a scripture in proverbs your gift will bring you before great men mm. so eventually your gift will carry you there but it's the process the journey towards that place wow. god has to work on you because remember it will bring you there your gift will bring you there but it will not keep you there mm. it's your character that will keep you there yeah. mm. so if you have no character and you don't know how to you know be humble because you know let's say you're taken to a stage a platform let's you, allow me to use the 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 the, the grace of singing as okay. a gift if i can put it like that mm. you're able to sing well and then you go to, god lifts you to a high platform you're with international class of singers and stuff and then you have the opportunity to sing somebody else comes on after you somebody else comes, and then it's like you start to get jealous or you start to feel like, why should my slot be five minutes and then this person got half an hour? Wow. Because you've not learned submission yet. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you see. But then on the other hand, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with the genuine desire to express your gift without, you know, being uh, suppressed, oppressed, whatever it is? Yeah. yeah. There's a verse in the Bible in Genesis chapter 37, some passage there. It talks about before Joseph was thrown into the pit by his brothers, he was given the coat of many colors, right? Yeah. And um, his father loved him so much that he gave him this coat. And so his brothers go somewhere and he's talking to his dad. Joseph is talking to his dad and his dad sends him to where his brothers are. His brothers are in a place called, now listen to this, you're going to want to get this because it's going to help you if you genuinely are in this position. He sends them, he sends Joseph, sorry, to his brothers who are in Shechem. Mm. Shechem. Shechem is the name of a place. Mm. Now the word Shechem has a meaning because I looked it up in my Greek Hebrew Bible. And Shechem simply means shoulder or back. Wow. Shoulder or back. Now in the Bible, the shoulder, the Bible says, um, the government shall be upon his shoulder. Mm. So the shoulder is a place of government. Back is a place of, his, you know, the past. It's like, mm. let's put it behind us kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the back. So he sends them to the place of a government as in law. Mm. The brothers are in the place of law 
yeah. quote unquote, and in the place of history, because mm, the back, which is basically yeah. mm. Old Testament or olden things. Wow. So we're talking about religion here, mm. law and old things. Mm. Wow. So he sends them, sorry, he sends Joseph to the place of religion. Mm. And he sends him out of a place called Hebron because mm. he was with his father in Hebron and Hebron simply means in Hebrew joined. Mm. So he sends him from a place of being joined to his father to a place of religion. Mm. So here, wow. Joseph, who has a gift, who has a grace, is sent out from being joined to his father into a place of religion. And that's where he is his downfall begins. He's mm. cast into a pit. Wow. He's lowered. His, his mantle or his coat of many colors is stripped from him. Mm. So the glory and grace is removed when you become more mindful about using your gifting than you are about being joined to the Father. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Wow. I think, wow. Should, I think we should call it a day there. <laughs> You can live your next My year days. after please, that one. Please bar. just repeat that. Please just say okay. that again. Okay. So here's Joseph. Wow. He is sent from a place where he is joined to his father. Mm. Mm. And at that place, he has the coat of many colors. At that place, he's given dreams and visions from God. Mm. At that place, his destiny is revealed to him. Mm. But he's sent with food or whatever it is to go and help his brothers in Shechem, which is the place of religion. Right. So he leaves the unity of his father and is sent out to go and help his brothers in a place of religion. And there, <laughs> even at the place, he goes to a place called Dothan and Dothan simply means two wells. Okay. And on one well is the well of, you know, religion. And on the other well is the well of relationship. Mm. In every place, there are, there are two wells. Wow. So anyway, it means that Joseph became more mindful and concerned about using his gift than he was about relationship. Wow. And the frustration that many people have is that I want to use my gift. I want to use my gift. You're too, you're too focused on your gifting. Mm. Already you're in the wrong place. Mm. So God hardened the heart of Pharaoh because he wanted to use Moses in a mighty way. Wow. And so too, God may harden the heart of people. And mm. use them as tools wow. for his glory to be seen in you. Because right now you're too focused upon the gift. Wow. Let me harden wow. the heart of your leader. Wow. So that, because I've given you the gift, I'm not going to take it back. Yeah. back. The gift and calling of the Lord are without repentance. Wow. So I'm going to give you the gift, but then I, of, I also have to shape you. Mm. So he sometimes, intent, not everyone who, who suppresses you in using your gift is of the devil. Mm. Sometimes it's God. Mm. Yeah. And even if it is of the devil, sometimes God can use it as a tool. Yeah. Because Job... You. Precisely. Mm -hmm. Job chapter 26 verse 13 says, his hand has formed the crooked serpent. Mm. So wow. even the python can be a tool the for you to pattern up. Wow. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I believe that people, as much as you want to use your gift, the most important thing is about your relationship with God. Mm. You know, because if you're used by God and don't know God, then there's something wrong. Yeah. Ask Martha from the Bible. Wow. You see, wow. he's all good serving him and trying to help his people but you must focus upon relating with God. Wow. Wow. Now, the second group of people are quite interesting in that they too are also genuinely, genuinely seeking a way to serve God or they genuinely do desire God, the things of God. 
However, what we've noticed, Ronina, is that perhaps their desires are maybe a little bit misaligned in the sense that some people growing up, they may have experienced some level of rejection. And in order mm. to feel accepted, yeah. they need to be seen wow. by other people wow. or respected by other people. Wow. And growing up, the respect that they desire or maybe the level of reverence they desire mm. from people is only given to people that are necessarily standing at the pulpit, mm. singing, prophesying, preaching, mm. for example. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, what would you say to those people whom perhaps do love God? I'm sure they do. And they have a desire to work for God, but their motivations are somewhat, let's say, polluted by pride and a need to be accepted and need to be seen. And that has caused them to perhaps ignore or neglect the areas or the giftings that God wants them to focus on right now. Spectacular. So their focus is more on the spectacular as opposed to the supernatural, on themselves as opposed to service. I think that a lot of people are so engulfed with the platform ministry um, oh, that yeah, they okay. that they they sometimes are clouded in what it means to serve God. Mm, yeah. So I call it showmanship. Mm, people mm. actually, you know, sometimes when people have that expression of, you know, I want to use my gift and da, 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 da. What they actually mean is, I want a pulpit in a crowd to yeah. show off to. Yeah. Wow. You see, and even that, the heart, I mean, not everybody, of course, mm. but yeah. the heart for that is wrong. Mm. Uh, like you like you rightfully said, it, it can stem from maybe rejection. Mm. Yeah, perhaps. And, not, and, neglect, and neglect as well, and not mm. being, you know, recognized as a child or whatever it is. And now they found somewhere where they can shine. Mm. Yeah. So they prefer the spotlight ministry as opposed to servanthood. Mm. You see, and and of course it can also stem from being told how great you are going to become. Yeah. Uh, in the long term. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> and everything that now crosses your mind has to line up with that image of your destiny. Mm. Yeah. So like a good example in the Bible is Joseph. Joseph woke up from a dream, went to his brothers and said, "I just dreamt." And I saw the sun, the moon, and the stars making obeisance to me. In other words, bowing down to me. Yeah. And he said that mom and dad are the sun, the sun and moon. <laughs> and you guys are the stars. Wow. <laughs> and they were like, oh, really? And already yeah. he had a coat of many colors. Already yeah. there was something you know, special, that about, special him. about him. So he, he now approaches his brothers and starts revealing his dream too soon. Mm. So sometimes some people have a rushed desire for exposure. Mm. Or they 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 premature exposure. Mm. They're so focused upon the sun, the moon, and the stars bowing down to them, and everything that they've been told in a prophecy or seen in a vision or in a dream must come to pass now. Yeah. Mm. But look at where it led Joseph. Mm. <laughs> Within a matter of time, he found himself in a pit. Yeah. Within a matter of time, he found himself in a prison. Was it possible that God was showing him something that was years to come, but was for him to you know focus on? building himself in the journey to get there. Yeah. The Bible says this in Psalm 119, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Many people only focus on the light unto their path. Now the lamp unto your feet is talking about the, sh- the short term. The light unto your path is talking about the long term. Wow. Yeah. So many people just see the light in the path, the long term, 
and then neglect the lamp. Wow. Mm. Which is not so bright a light because a light is very bright. A lamp yeah. is not is le- it's more dim. It's yeah. not as bright as a, a stadium light. Yeah. Wow. But it's just as important. In wow. fact, he mentioned it before he mentioned the light. Mm. Oh, yeah. So we must focus upon the short term in order to get to the long term. So God gives us the light, the long term, to give us direction. But then he also gives us a lamp. But then he also gives us a lamp. And this lamp is more to do with the short term. So you can see that by neglecting the short term, you might not even get to the long term. Wow. Like like Joseph yeah. almost got cut short. Mm. But for the grace of God, you see. So yes, you are going to become... A, you know a prophet to the nations and da, 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 and all of that we don't despise that we don't you know uh, disbelieve it we don't neglect that but what about now what about your short term what about the lamp shining on your feet you see what i'm saying yeah. so you're talking about preaching to nations but god's still working on you for now mm-hmm. so <laughs> you look at somebody in the bible called philip he was an evangelist he preached and everywhere he went he had a particular grace for healings with like lame people he preached Christ in Samaria and so many people who were lame started walking. But before that, let's look at his life before that. He was called, he was serving in the church and he was called to serve tables mm. to, to, to people with food. You see yeah. what I'm saying? He was serving food. In this day and age, where will you find someone who has been told you're going to be healing the sick? You're, you're, you're going to be praying for people in wheelchairs they are going to come out. And then the next thing the person does is Give me a mop. I'm going to clean the toilet. <laughs> you you don't have that nowadays. It's, it's, it's like, where's my... Microphones. Where's my microphone? <laughs> Where are my ushers? Where are my ushers? Where's my security? <laughs> exactly. Because people don't like servanthood. People like spotlight ministry. If I'm to come to you and prophesy and say, I see the hand of God upon you. Calavadosa. As I'm looking at you right now, I can see a mop in your hand. <laughs> And you are cleaning the floor, and the floor looks so nice. <laughs> whenever, whenever people say Tofia Aqua, I rebuke it back to sender. I see the mop in your hand, and as you're cleaning the floor, people who come into the church are just blessed by the fragrance of the church. Wow. People will say, I rebuke this in Jesus' name. But not knowing that that is the, the stepping stone to, to the to the next part of your ministry. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. people don't want that kind of ministry. Yeah. The, the same way as I'm saying it, like it's almost like people in their mind, If think about it, if I'm actually to say to you, I see a spoon in your hand and you are serving people in the house <laughs> of God. You're serving them food. You're, people will say, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. <laughs> but what kind of prophecy is this? It's, this? it's the sort of prophecy that helped Philip to become the evangelist wow. that, that we see. And, and, and at a moment of time, he was teleported from one place to another mm. but you want his destiny but you don't want his process mm. you see yeah but remember this this desire that people have for premature exposure it, it yes you are gifted yes you're going to do all of these great things you're going to sing to the to the world but you must remember that when god gives you a gift it is yours it's mm. no longer god's if i give you a christmas gift and say take this and you take it. It's no longer mine. Mm. It's yours. So the gift and that gift's desire to function is not a reflection of God leading you. Mm. So somebody, let's say somebody has a gift of prophecy. And in the middle of the service, the pastor is preaching and they want to get up and say, I've got a word. I've got a word. Mm. God is leading me to speak. No, your gift is leading you to speak. Wow. Mm. That you have a word that may genuinely be 
you know, a good word doesn't mean that it's God leading you because the spirit of a prophet is subject to the prophets. Wow. So people are saying, no, but I can hear God talking to me. You, <laughs> I don't want to confuse people, but your gift has just given you the ability to hear what the mind of God is concerning people. Mm-hmm. You wow. see? So it's of wow. your own accord that you feel that because of the atmosphere, maybe the atmosphere of teaching has stirred up that gift and it's made you feel like God is saying, no, 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 get up and talk. Because if you don't say it, someone may leave the service and die. No. Because 1 Corinthians 14 at the end, it says, let everything be done decently and in order. Wow. You see? Wow. So, and and who's to say that that's the only gift that you have? You see? Mm -hmm. There are varieties Mm -hmm. of gifts. Why is it that that's the only gift that you want to, you know, like you said in in an earlier section, you said um, preaching, singing and prophecy why mm. is it that these are the only gifts that you want is it because they're the spotlight gifts yeah, yeah. They're, they're the what about working behind the scenes mm-hmm. paul sold apollos watered but god bought the increase everyone wants to be the flourishing one everyone wants to be the shining one but who's going to be and say no i've got the gifts of help i can work from behind the scenes yeah no one will ever know my name yeah even till the day i die mm. but i will help somebody and hold the rod of moses up so that when he he's praying his prayers can affect the land. Wow. Mm. Wow. Where are the people who, who assist and help today? Where are those people? Mm. Everyone wants to be in, in the spotlight. Uh, you know, that 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 hits home. Um, of course, many people know I love computer science. I love all things concerning, concerning computers. Wow. And there's this particular man called Donald Kuth, okay. who is basically, there was a Times article written about him, like maybe like four days ago, or maybe two days ago, I think actually now that I remember it. And they call him the Yoda of Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Silicon Valley is basically the home of any app you open on your phone right now. Mm-hmm. The company is probably in Silicon Valley, wow. located there. Do you know what I mean? Wow. It is, it is an economy by itself in the United States. It can be one of the richest countries in the world if they took out Silicon Valley from the United States and made wow. it a country. Wow. So it's home to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places, and he is known for his tremendous work on algorithms. He is basically the godfather of algorithms, mm-hmm. which govern most of your lives now. The way in which Google Maps navigates you to get from mm. your home to your workplace, mm-hmm. the most efficient way, the most efficient path, that's governed by algorithms. And he is actually a devout Christian. Mm. He, I don't think he always was a true believer, but eventually as time went on, he became a believer. Mm. And he is so highly respected for his intelligence mm-hmm. that he decides to give some lectures at MIT, at Harvard, at Stanford wow. about the connection between computer science and faith. Wow. And eventually a lot of them just became about faith in general rather mm-hmm. than both of them, but just mainly about faith rather than computer science. But he has a gift that is his intelligence. Right. And though it may seem like it only has, or it's only something that is a worldly benefit, mm-hmm. in the end, there are rooms of people who are too intelligent to believe in God, mm. too smart to think that God exists, mm. too pompous or too prideful to believe that mm. there's a God that made me who are sitting under this man who they respect so highly, mm-hmm. who are actually studying a field that wouldn't exist without him. Wow. The level that the level wow. that, that field itself, the way in which is done today, wouldn't exist without this man's work that he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at them and telling them, God exists. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So his gift is not standing at a pulpit preaching mm-hmm. necessarily. I, I mean, in a way he's preaching, yeah. but he's may not doing it in the traditional <laughs> church context. Or That's whatever. right. Yeah. But his gift of intelligence, though he has taken so long, so many years as an old man now, and he gave his lectures, especially when he was, uh, when he was probably in his sixties or whatever, mm-hmm. it has now led to people who have never, who would never believe in God. Wow. People that hate God wow. to now 
potentially inquire of maybe mm. there is a God because this man who mm. is far more intelligent than me knows wow. and he has that gift. Wow. You see? Yeah. This is, this is really awe-inspiring. I think that it's important that we take note of these key things that you need to be able to look within yourself and seek God concerning exactly what it is he wants you to do and what gift he has given you and how to work it to bless the kingdom. And not necessarily be so focused on the spectacular. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think one of the important things that um, we have to grasp is that God is a God who says in his word in Proverbs that a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. Yeah. Which means that you can be running and running and running and running in things that you know as giftings, which are really um, showmanship in a church, for example. Mm. Um, but then you're despising and neglecting other things that God is also concerned about. Mm. You see, um, God doesn't just, from Genesis to Revelation, the whole Bible is not just about spiritual gifts. He wants you to impart every part of this world with the kingdom of God. Yeah. So you look at the likes of somebody like Daniel, who was into politics, but was also mm. a man of prayer. Wow. Yeah, Where are yeah. the Daniels of today? Uh, is, is he not a man of God? Mm. You see, we, we genuinely need people who can be in that position and still be tongue-talking Christians, yeah. but also wealthy people. Yeah. And we also need people who can, you know, impo- impact the music industry. Mm. We also need people who can impact, you know, it's not just one narrow-minded stream of expressing your gift. Mm. Maybe you're also called to be, uh, there's a man of God, I can't remember his name, but he's a he's a sharp prophet, but at the same time, he's 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 like a politician as well. Mm. Wow. Or like royalty or something. Uh, so in, in one country, but he, he's, he's just as effective, mm. you see. So I pray that people listening will, will become balanced. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That you, you're, you're very gifted in singing, but at the same time, your grades are doing great. <laughs> yeah. 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 Glory yeah. to God. Prospering in all areas. <laughs> I think I lost like half the viewers right there. <laughs> You've been listening to the Arise podcast. In today's episode, Pastor Nana dug deep into religion versus relationship. In the final episode of our four-part interview with Pastor Nana, we're going to be discussing translating God. You don't want to miss this one. Tune in next week.